Hi guys. So this song, I don't know why I just like totally had a stroke. And take two. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rock Podcast. We have a good one for you guys, Cute Antihero by Taylor Swift. But before we get into Mischief Night by Delaney Foster, Sav, how are you doing? You are rocking in this rocking chair and I'm going to have a motion sickness moment. (laughs) Emily is kicking her feet back and rocking as if she's an 80-year-old Southern woman on a porch at the moment. Guilty. I am good. How are you? I'm good. I have a story. Okay. Okay. So my boyfriend and I are in the car. And tell me why. He starts being like, you know you like a boy when you watch a war movie. He listens to one of our episodes. And he's quoting what I said. I mean, but that was true. You do know it was true. It just took me. A, it just took me aback. I were just sitting in the car, and he just casually starts reciting it, and I'm like, "What? This is why we should be being paid for this." Because obviously, we are putting hard hitting hits out into the world. Exactly. Why is no one paying us. Please, I would love to quit my day job. <laughs> Please let me quit my day job. Did he quote anything else? Did he quote any spicy scenes? No. Oh. Because I think he'd not be um, a tomato. A tomato. He a should tomato. quote from the beginning when you would read spicy scenes and you would talk. It would be like. <laughs> you would talk so. Growth. Growth. Proud of us. But other than that, Dallas Stars from the Western Conference final. I had a very cute outfit yesterday to watch. So that's about it for me. Hockey sleigh. I have a couple of things. My first one is that my insurance, because I got this new job, my insurance doesn't kick in until June 1st. I have approximately three pairs of contacts left. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to be in my glasses for a while because I'm calling places to see if they will give me sample contacts. And they're like, ma'am, that is not how this works. See, I'm the worst. And if we have any ophthalmologists who watch, I know they'll probably scream at me. I will wear dailies. I'll take them out, but I'll probably use like a pair of dailies for a week. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. I, cause I'm the absolute worst with ordering contacts and I don't like how I look in my glasses. So I will, I'd get like a week or two out of the dailies. Okay. Good to know. I've never tried that. I was just going to shout out if anyone is like a doctor, an eye doctor, or you work in an eye doctor's office, like I need a hookup for Acuvie Oasis minus three in both eyes. <laughs> My other thing is that the reason that this is a big deal is because I'm going to hang out this weekend. So I'm going to hang out fest and I need at least three pairs of contacts because I'm going to be out on the beach in the sun and I have these cute sunglasses to wear um, because I am ready to throw some ass to Skrillex, Calvin Harris, Paramore, SZA, the list goes on. I'm so excited. That's going to be so much fun. Like it's like about 90 degrees out here. And like, I just want 
like a jumps, like a bodysuit jean short kind of night. Like, you know, those nights where you just like, uh, is that not making any sense? It's not computing for me, but keep going. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. What is whatever you have, kind whenever, of like whenever you have like a wild girls night where we're at cookout the next day at 2 p.m. and you're always wearing a bodysuit and jean shorts. Oh, okay, okay. So I like I want a bodysuit and jean short kind of night. You want to cook out at 2 a.m. kind of night. I really do. Well, I don't know if that's what's in store for me, but I am ready to just throw this ass back on the beach. That's going to be a lot of fun. Are you guys going to bring your bikes? We're bringing the bikes. We've been testing out how far we can bike there and back, adding drinks involved. I also took edibles on the beach this weekend as like a preparation to make sure that I was good. So I got violently high and watched Twilight and it was amazing. It was like the best way that I could spend an evening by myself. (laughs) I'd be checking my pulse. I was, I wasn't violent in like manual breathing mode. I was violent and like, I can focus on one thing and one thing only. And that one thing was Edward Cullen. And I thought that, <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I see that you've been watching Jewish Matchmaker. It's so good. New villain, like new villain alert, Ori. Yeah. Spoiler. He sucks. He sucks. But highly recommend. Would highly recommend the Jewish Matchmaking show. I have been enamored by that. And then I hate that you never watch Love is Blind. Like the ship has sailed, but it's scratching the same itch that Love is Blind left behind. But like, if you watch it now, what's the point? No one's talking about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I have really fallen back with like the whole Love Island. I just, I need to get back to it. Speak for yourself. Love Island summer season comes out June 6th. I am ready. Okay, I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll, no, I'll watch it with you. Okay, amazing. I'll get back on it. Our last thing to like intro is that we are looking for ideas to spice it up. I feel like the cool thing about doing a podcast for a year is that like we suddenly know kind of what we're doing. So our episodes have been super short. So we're gonna add, add some things in, try some things out. Let us know if you have ideas. Or if you like or hate the things that we added, just like the DMs are open. We are open for feedback. That's nice. Don't be fucking mean to us. <laughs> so like we're kind of open to feedback. And just as always, leave us a five-star review. <laughs> yeah, that's all we ask for. What have you been reading? Okay, so I really, I fell a little bit. So I really only read the book that we are discussing today, but I have already started the second one. I'm going on a deep dive of Delaney Foster's books. I got happy place in the mail yesterday. So once I finish this deep dive, I haven't decided if I want to start reading the sacrifice Mm. or go with happy place. (laughs) Like very different, (laughs) different, very, very different books. I think I am going to start with happy place. I know I'm going to like sob and then to fill that void. I'm just going to read the sacrifice. I would like to say that Tessa Bailey posted today that she's coming out with two hockey books. And Candy Snyder is also coming out with her new hockey series. I have to catch up. I have an unpopular opinion. Would you like to hear it? You don't like hockey books? I like hockey books in the fucking wintertime. I don't want to read hockey books right now. Yeah, I think it's kind of, um, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. There's just so many. 
there's so many everyone and their mother has a hockey book at this point yeah there's so many and like the thing is it's like how are you not like you have to have one where it's like brother's teammate like you have to have like that's a guaranteed trope coach's daughter guaranteed trope so yeah I just feel like granted Tessa Bailey will write anything and I'm gonna read it Yeah, I'm gonna read all of them but I'm just like, I'm kind of like, and we're done. And that's a wrap on hockey. No one write any more hockey romances for at least a year and a half. You know? So I like more NBA. Give me a few soccer ones. I will a lacrosse. I feel like the soccer field, like the soccer yeah. opportunity is very much there. Yeah, there's a lot of F1. We only got one by Lauren Asher. So there's so many more opportunities. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I've had it with the hockey books, unfortunately. Other than yeah, so that is what I have been reading. What have you been reading? Hold on, I have one more thought on hockey. There's this yeah. hockey book that's going around, and it's called a dark hockey romance. What the fuck is a dark hockey romance? Like, what is it? Mafia hockey? Like, I have some fucking questions. I'm intrigued. But like, why can't it just be a dark? Rom- like, what is the combination of the two? It has to be a mafia guy who plays hockey. Let me find it. It has to be. And you have to read it for us and report. Of course. <laughs> Until I Get You by Claire Contreras. Say less. So add to TBR for you. You read it, report back. Let us know what dark hockey means. I got you guys. Okay. I have also really only read this book because I started reading The Fourth Wing, which is this viral fantasy romance book that has like really taken off I'm halfway through I am obsessed like I have things to do today and I'm so upset because I all I want to do is read it is so good consuming my every thought everyone needs to read it it's like 600 pages how I would describe it is that if Hogwarts and Harry Potter instead of when they get their brooms they get their dragons that's what it is. It's like Dragon Rider College. Okay, interesting. Because when you texted me saying it's just like Harry Potter but dragons, I didn't really put the two together. But that right. makes more sense. Right. Seth was low-key roasting me yesterday because he was like, well, do they fuck the dragons? And I was like, first of all, if they did fuck the dragons, that's fine. <laughs> like, don't be all judgy, first of all, to control yourself. But they're the dragons are not shifters, so they are not also people. The dragons are always dragons, and they do not fuck the dragons because they have like a a familial relationship with the dragons. It's like when you would get like a dog, <laughs> they have a dragon instead. Okay. But if they did want to fuck the dragons, that's also fine. Like I'm also here for it. I have to say, why am I blocked? Why am I- Sophia Lark posted on Instagram yesterday that she, this is what she said. She's almost done writing her hottest book ever, Charger Vibrators. I don't know how else, what other, how her books can get hotter. First of all, she posted with her fine ass husband, which I'm here for. And she has all those kids and we know why. And I don't know how it continues to get hotter. What is her hottest book? Dean okay, was having orgasms without actually having an orgasm. He was just like, do you remember that? Like, what gets hotter yeah. than that? I don't know. Because when she was saying that, I was like, there are no saints and there is no devil. 
how do you get hotter than like how do you oh how God. do you get hotter? I he is an artist who literally this. makes this whole contraption to get her off. Like different. Like Correct. how do you get hotter than that? Correct. I don't know. I will be reading. I probably I will, will pre-order reading. it. And my vibrator will be charged because I'm going to take that warning seriously. <laughs> but yeah, that's all the book announcements I have. Um, I do have to say that some of the leaked photos have been coming out for the pictures with It Ends With Us. And have you seen like what they have Blake Lively wearing? No. Is it bad? bad. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find it and send it to you. Is it like... 2016 like are we doing Anastasia brow dip and like choker necklaces like what how bad is it she's wearing socks with like elf shoes what <laughs> exactly I just oh my god one. what the fuck is <laughs> I just sent you another one it's so bad it is so bad Oh no. Do you know how hard it is to make Blake Lively look ugly? I know. Somebody said, Did I misread it? It ends with us. When did Colleen mention that she wore ugly clothes? Ew. It's so bad. I'm I'm not gonna watch this, I don't think. I'm already over it. I'm overly casting. I was over the book before it even got turned into a movie, and now they put her in this shit, and I'm completely done. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I think we should go see it together. And then we can like live stream. Isn't that how you get in trouble for piracy? Do you remember? No, live stream the movie, live stream our thoughts. Well, I was like, Emily, I think that's evil. <laughs> Do you remember those commercials that would be in like 2000s movies about yep. hot streaming movies? Okay. Live stream our thoughts, yes. Live stream the movie, no, that. Yeah. We abide by all state laws. We do. We are very, very in compliance with, with the laws. So we are going to get into Mischief Night. But before that, Delaney Foster is the author. And she is a native of the deep bayous of sweet Louisiana. She loves all things romance, a good glass of wine, and Saturdays at the baseball park. In her heart, Mr. Darcy will always be the ultimate book boyfriend. And in her books, you'll find sexy alpha males and the women who love them. Honestly, such a queen. Any woman who prioritizes Mr. Darcy, you know that they have good taste. And I respect that about Delaney Foster. All right. Our dedication this week is to all the bells who fell for the prince when he was a beast. Really good dedication for this book. Okay, so getting into the plot review, Caspian and Tatum's lives have been planned for them before they were born due to their family's connection to the Obsidian Brotherhood. Caspian is four years older than Tatum, and since he saw her dancing in a veil when she was six, he knew he needed to protect her from all things evil. As they grow older, Caspian continues to be a fierce protector of Tatum, who wants to be her own person and not feel like she has a shadow. After being invited to an elite secret party, Caspian saves her, and that night she gives her soul to the devil. What follows this night is Caspian having to flee to Europe to protect Tatum, and when he returns, he is battling not only to save his own life, but to also save Tatum's. Mischief Night is full of romance, steamy sex scenes, and plot twists that have you devouring this book. When it seems that a happy ending isn't possible, we get the happy ending that Tatum and Caspian deserve. Okay, I am obsessed with this book, story, and characters. 
Emily convinced me to read this last week. She randomly had it on her shelf. We had not heard anyone talk about it. We had not, like, we had no clue what we were getting into. I was fully prepared to hate it and, like, have to change on the fly. This was so, so, so good. Cannot wait to read the whole series. The whole concept of the Obsidian Brotherhood is real. I will not be convinced otherwise. I, like, firmly believe that the Illuminati is real and, like, all these secret societies are real somewhere because how could we have made that up? You know what I mean? Like it has to be real. Um, I loved so much how Caspian had always watched over Tatum and felt the need to protect her at literally 10 years old. Like his little heart knew that she was meant for him. And I loved watching their story unfold. I'm not mad about their first time being when she was 16 and he was 20. However, I recognize some people probably have some beef with this and they are probably not cool with the fact that she was 16 and he was 20 but this is what I'm gonna say one Delaney was very clear about trigger warnings which we really appreciate she said if this isn't gonna be for you it's not gonna be for you you can skip it and I think that you could have skipped it and still understood the story and two it was still hot as hell and I threw all my inhibitions out the window and didn't even care so don't know what that says about me personally not not willing to look into it at this time I too like Tatum would just like to exist at a house in the Hamptons and find solace in the ocean so I loved that the plot twist of Lyric really being alive fucking sent me when Emily and I, we have some questions from Delaney at the end of the episode, or right after this, actually. And Emily and I were brainstorming questions, and I had already finished, and she hasn't. And she's like, why is Lyric dead? And I'm like, why is Lyric dead? <laughs> I want to give it away. Um, but her being alive the whole time and, like, watching Tatum go through the grieving process to then come back and, like, It was just really good. And the thing that I liked about this whole situation, right? She thinks that her best friend is dead. She's mourning. She really grieves and like moves on with her life. And Caspian watches all of that. He so easily could have been like, actually, no, Lyric is still alive. And I saved her to like win Tatum back. But he didn't do that. Like he won her back on his own. And I love that. I have a couple of things that I would like to say. The whole concept of the hunt and taking the sins of the world is fucking crazy to me, but it's not far-fetched, right? Like, I feel like these people would actually do that shit. No, when they literally took the homeless, like, the homeless woman, I was like, no fucking way. And the hungry person, and they were like, this is poverty, this is hunger. And I'm like, what? So fucked up. So fucked up, but truly does not surprise me. You know what I mean? But like, it broke my heart for the boys when you're watching them, like having to go through it. And then you learn about what they did. I don't know. It just like, I really liked almost every character in this book. So it broke my heart for them when they had to do that so young. I have, (laughs) I have an ick with Caspian and it's, it's really hard for me to move past it. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Do you remember when they are in the theater and she's like sitting on the stage and he's watching her from the back of the room? Yes. Okay, and he walks up and jumps on the stage. Picturing a man jumping on a stage <laughs> the most ick. Like Spider-Man. And I'm like, I can't get past it. Like, picturing him do that, I was like, I gotta take a little walk and then I'll come back. <laughs> I was disgusted by the concept that he would have to jump onto the stage. So that's my little ick. I'm working through it. 
And then my favorite quote is, this is when they're about to do the deed for the first time when she's 16 and he's 20. He says, I was 20 years old with the power of the world at my fingertips. And still I was powerless to stop myself from standing here watching Tatum Huntington undress. So fine. This boy was down bad. And I loved it. You know, when we talk about M-centric books and Sav-centric books, like a dark romance book with the secret society and a chase, sign, like, sign me up. There's everything I love about this book. This was an M-centric book. It was so good. I could not put it down. Caspian working to take down the Brotherhood had me shook. He was a goner for Tatum since he knew her and he truly would murder anyone that even looked in her direction. And I really think it was really overlooked how he was trying to take the brotherhood down. So I think that the other books will be like going to more in depth while bringing the brotherhood down. When he went to Europe, he still made sure to protect her and keep an eye out. And I enjoyed the banter that he had with Lincoln towards the end, who is Tatum's brother. Like when they're all sitting in the room trying to figure out like where she was, and like where she was kidnapped to. I like Tatum was one of my favorite female characters. Like she just wanted to be a ballet instructor and live her life and be happy her dad is fucking awful. The way that he was going to ship her off to the Middle East just so she could marry this god-awful prince so he could become rich, fucking awful. Tatum did nothing wrong and wanted just to live her life, and this man only viewed her as property. Could not stand the dads in this book. I absolutely saw when Lyric died, and seeing the process of like grieving that Tatum went through, like I just felt so sad for her. And, like She would always just like turn the corner and think that she'll see lyric but listen when we found out she was alive i threw my book i said there is no fucking way that she is still alive because and i remember when i texted sad like why did lyric die and sad didn't say anything i was like but i did not see that plot there was not a single hint in this book where i could see that plot was coming this book was so well written and i liked how delaney had warnings at certain points of the book so you like there were areas where like the trigger warnings needed to be said, and I'm really glad that she did that. And I think one of my favorite parts of this book is when he sent her the dildo. I screamed. He sent her the dildo with the message, just a friendly reminder that the only dick that belongs inside you is mine. When Tatum meets this like cute, wholesome quarterback, and I died when she opened the mail and it was a dildo. That might be the hottest thing a book boyfriend has ever done. Yeah, sculpted. Like, it's literally like, customized to his dick. I feel like this is a good time to confess that I have one of those. <laughs> and it is, in fact, you can see the veins and all the ridges. Like, it comes out. It's called clone willy You can buy it online. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh shit. I'm Judy loved this book. My mother-in-law. I'm really concerned she's about to read this or she's about to listen to this. So sorry, Judy. It is what it is. I can't believe Judy beat us to these books. Judy has been texting me nonstop. She's read all four of them in like no shit a week. She loved them. Okay. I have to order the fourth one. I have the other two, but I don't have the fourth one, but so So good. good. So what we're going to do is we're, we were able to have a quick like Q&A with Delaney. So we sent her a couple of questions and she was kind enough to answer them. So kind of like we did with Hannah Grace, we are going to do those now. That way, if maybe you don't want to hear us talk about very explicit sex scenes, 
aka my mother-in-law and you can peace out right after that so if you just want to talk about the plot and not really get into much of the spice that's understandable so we'll let you listen to this q a and then you can peace out okay so the first question is why did you start with caspian and tatum's story delaney said logically i had to the takedown of the Brotherhood couldn't have happened without Caspian taking his father down and making sure Kipton didn't get his hands on that inheritance. That was the first domino in the chain of events. There's also the bonus epilogue that leads to book two and then eventually to book four. Their story needed to be told first for all the others to fall into place. Where do you find inspiration for your story and characters? Did anything specific inspire the concept of the Brotherhood or anyone specific behind Caspian? The concept is inspired by a fascination I have with the Illuminati. The whole Meghan and Harry thing really made me wonder what it's like behind the scenes for the children of those powerful people, how their world works, what happens if you fall in love with the wrong person. Tatum's safe space was ballet. What is yours? Books. I'm a reader before I'm an author. I love getting lost in books. And the last question, is there anything you want readers to know about you? Like maybe what you have coming next? I just released a Dark Mafia trilogy. Next, I'm thinking of diving into dark fairy tale retellings, Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella, maybe. I started off writing lighter romance. The Obsidian was my first time venturing into the darkness, and I don't ever want to go back. I love writing without boundaries. I love the anti-hero, and I hope you guys will continue to enjoy reading it as much as I love writing it. Thank you, Delaney, for answering these questions. It's really neat, like, when we can connect to authors this way, and so we appreciate it. Absolutely. She was so nice. So nice. Honestly, every author we've ever talked to has been so freaking nice. So nice. Okay. All right. Now we're getting into spice. So if you're my mother-in-law, it's time to leave. (laughs) So I'm giving it two peppers. You're only giving it two peppers? Yeah. I really was going to give it one and a half. (gasps) (laughs) It's like, I'll give it to you. You can pick a nun blush. <laughs> I gave it three. I almost gave it three and a half. So I gave it two peppers. I have four main point like parts. So he goes, he was obsessed with like literally whatever Tatum did. He goes, she caught her bottom lip between her teeth. And all I could think about was covering that mouth with my cum, then watching her lick it off. And then they're having sex and he goes, I wanted to steal more, her breath, her fight, her screams. And this is one of the hottest book book quotes, I think. He goes, I grabbed her by the chin, forcing her to look up at me. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. That's what he tells Tatum. And then he continues. He says, I let my hand glide down her throat inside the V of her dress to palm her breast. She closed her eyes, tilting her head back when I rolled her nipple between my fingers. I slid my other hand around her hip, lifted her dress, and grabbed a handful of her ass, making her whimper when I gave it a hard squeeze. With my mouth on the shelf of her ear, I whispered, you are mine. I was so red when I was reading this part. Like, it was just so hot. And then to finish, he goes, my tongue worked her clit, then my teeth, flicking and nipping, kissing and sucking. All I tasted was her. All I breathed was her. Like, he was so obsessed. He was obsessed. I'm surprised that you didn't talk about the scene in the dirt. Oh, with the, the chase? The chase. Emily loves the chase. And we yeah, love I that. Do. 
If there's a chase, so I'm reading it. Absolutely. Primal kink, sign us up. I don't have a virgin kink, but their first time was actually really fucking hot. It was just everything that I ever could have wanted. Her teasing this man who's literally four years older and him being incapable, like physically unable to stop was just really, really hot. Like he did not fuck anybody while he was in Europe for like years. He was like, nope. So they have sex for the first time. Homie pieces out for four years, comes back later. And the first time that they are fucking after he comes back, Slick sounds wet and hot filled the room. I wanted it louder. I wanted it wetter. Four years of waiting for this had created a monster, and now he wanted to be fed. I moved to scramble away from him, not because I wanted to, but because I wanted to feed the monster. I wanted him primal and raw. I wanted to see his worst. I needed to know I could survive Caspian Donahue. I'm not fragile, I said. With a man like Caspian, I couldn't afford to be. He grabbed a bottle of shampoo from the niche in the wall behind me. Neither are diamonds, but people still treat them with care. So this man chases her ass down the stairs, fucks her in the dirt, fucks her in the dirt. She's disgusting. Like, fucks her hard. I mean, obviously, fucks her in the dirt would insinuate that he fucked her hard in the dirt, but I just feel like I need to, I need to enunciate that. Then he takes her upstairs, showers her off before he puts her in a bath, first of all, because then the bath water would just be dirty. If he doesn't think about things like that, then put him in the fucking trash. And then says, like, yes, like, you're not fragile. I know I just fucked you in the dirt. And diamonds are rare, but, like, people still think that they're beautiful. And just, like, really, the aftercare was hitting every single time. I don't know how I would react if my boyfriend ran me a bath. That has happened for me, but I don't remember why. I think I was sick, so it was, like, not as much fun. That's still really sweet. I'm not giving him, I'm giving him, like, a 5 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) I think that aftercare is so important. And if you grew up watching 50 shades and you saw how lacking it was in those fucking movies, when you were at the height of like needing to see good relationships, then you know how important it is. Yeah. I really think that like, if there's not proper aftercare, it can really just like diminish the experience that you guys just had. It's like, Oh, you didn't really care about me. Yeah. So not only was he fucking her in the dirt, he was taking care of her after. The one scene that we need to, like, have a conversation about. I don't think I highlighted it because I was just living in the moment. So he sends her a dildo of (laughs) his dick, right? Makes a carbon copy of his dick. Then he makes two more so that because he's so possessive so that he can fill all three holes at one time. I haven't haven't processed this scene. I haven't highlighted. I, like... Oh, I have the hard copy so I have it like I wrote like wrote down I was like there's no fucking way like I think it is the hottest that is the hottest I just it was so fucking hot it's like when you want to reverse harem but you want to be monogamous so he creates two more dicks for you so that he can fill you up all at once yeah and then still use his dick like Tatum was really out here. I think that I think she was living my dream. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I know. I read that. 
And I was like, should I send this to my boyfriend? <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to. Listen, I but, already made one. All I got to do is make one more. And then I'm sailing under the I was just like, oh my God. Speechless. I was speechless. Yeah. This book was hot. And was I like so it hot. because the sex scenes, they it wasn't just like, it flowed with the story. Agreed. It was perfect. Beautifully written. The spice was spicing. The plot was plotting. I have no complaints. I gave it four and a half stars and three peppers. Yes. Glad that this worked out for us. Yeah, I got these on Amazon before even knowing about them because the covers are so hot. And I was like, oh, I'll just get it. (laughs) And it worked. It worked out in our favor. So I have one major question. And it says, do you think the moms know how much of a piece of shit their husbands are? Oh, that's a good question. Because Caspian's dad's a piece of shit. Tatum's dad's a piece of shit. Like, they can't be that oblivious. I honestly don't think that they are. I know you haven't read the series by Michelle Hurd that I've been reading that's kind of like Kingmakers, but one of the girls is like getting into an arranged marriage and her mom has been like preparing her for it. And she's like, you know, like, don't talk back. He won't hit you like cook this way. And so I think like they know, and I think they either choose to ignore it or they choose to prepare their daughters for it, but they would have to know. Yeah. Like they have to know, like, that was my main thing when I was reading this. I was like, if Eli tried to send me off to get married to a prince for oil, that like kills <laughs> women it's Terry will lose her shit <laughs> and so I was just like because not to spoil because we spoil it's spoiled a lot like Caspian like kills his dad mm-hmm. Ratatas so like the mom has to know yeah I mean she has to know but I also think all the men were cheating on their on their wives like yeah they were not good people and that's why he was taking them down because they were bad yeah. fucking people and I do have to say, because they had an aspect that's, like, the same with, like, the lords and, like, the ritual world, where they have, what is it called when they all pick their wives? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, like, when the chosen ones with the or lords. Or something. It was Yeah, some- so it kind of reminded me of that. Again, I don't think that that's necessarily, like, there are ways, because, okay, so from watching Jewish matchmaking, I've been thinking, like, there are ways that arranged marriages can be not bad, right? Because then I started watching the Indian matchmaking show. Have you watched yeah, that? Yeah, I got two episodes in. Okay. And I feel like all the time, like, these arranged marriages have these, like, really bad raps. But I also think, like, there's a cultural piece that it can be respectful. But none of these people were respectful. They were all pieces of shit. Except yeah. for the kids who grew up in this shitty environment. And, like, they're like, we're going to take it down. Did you ever think that Lyric was alive? All right. This is the only thing that gave me a hint that Lyric could be alive. You remember last week when we were going through which of these books we wanted to read? Because there are th- there were three. And we were like oh, reading yeah. reviews, trying to figure out which one was the best one to start with. If we should start with one or like skip to two. And one of the stories was Lyric. And I don't remember who the guy was. Lincoln. Yeah, so that's the only thing that made me, but then I was like, maybe it's like in the past tense, and so we're going to get her backstory and like why she died, but that's the only clue I had that she could even potentially still be alive. 
Yeah. I, I no idea. I'm going to say this right here, right now. If you die and I mourn you and I am like <laughs> sad because you have fucking died and you come back to life four years later, what, I don't even know how I would react. Like what I want to like cry, what I want to hug you, what I want to punch you in the face. Like, I don't know. I would throw something at you. I just to make like, sure you're what? alive. Yeah. First of all, I'd be I probably would pass out. I would pass out. Yeah. I'd be like, that's a ghost for sure. Like this person died. I went to their funeral, the whole thing. Yeah. I had one pass out. And then when I recovered, I'd be like, what the fuck? I feel like her book is going to be wild and really scary because the thought that she was like kidnapped while still conscious freaks me the fuck out. And I was so nervous where it was going. And then when I saw who she was sold to, I was like, it's making sense. It's It's making making sense. sense. It's all making sense. Cue anti-hero and also mastermind by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to do something a little different this week because someone slid into our DMs and said that sometimes we talk about book boyfriends as if they are real and like they exist and that we should really elaborate on that. So we're going to talk about Caspian Donahue as if he's a real person, because in our mind, he is. So question one, who do you think that he looks like? So he reminds me of Alexander Wenberg. He plays hockey for the Seattle Kraken. He's tattooed. He's tall. All right. I'm, wait, I must have spelled this wrong. How the fuck do you spell Wenberg? W-E-N-N-B-E-R-G. Oh. Okay, our people look similar. Who did you pick? Like a young Paul Walker with like yeah, yeah, like a dirty blonde tatted. Yeah, a little rugged. Yeah, a little rugged, like kind of dirty. Okay, well that's fun that we picked someone who looks somewhat similar. There's a yeah, the- and a backwards hat, and it's doing it for me. Fine as hell. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm looking on the cover. And, like, you can't tell if he's brunette or not. So I was like, I'm going to run with the dirty blonde. Donahue gives me, like, golden boy vibes. You know, like, when you think of people that are rich and powerful, I think of, like, you look golden boyish. Yeah. But, like, when they're talking, when she's saying how he's, like, in his suit and tie, I I was like, cast up, like, the dirty blonde. Absolutely. Wow. Look at us being on the same page. So what do you think Caspian Donahue is ordering at a bar? I think we're going scotch on the rocks. Like McClellan, is that like the bougie scotch? Yeah. What did you say? I said whiskey neat. Okay. Kind of same. He's kind not of ordering. He's not ordering a vodka ginger or lime. No, and he's also no. not ordering a crisp Coors Light. That's not the vibe that he's going for. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I was telling you, in that moment, there was nothing I wanted more than a really crisp, cold, gorgeous light. And I got it, and it was probably one of the best things I've ever had. Probably one of my favorite things you've ever said. Do you guys ever just want a crisp, coarse light? <laughs> no, I can't say that I do. What a time. But that's not Caspian. He's not ordering a crisp, coarse light. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. I then we took some liberty of other random things that we think Caspian would be like in real life. Here are my two. 
Um, Caspian has a Peloton and his favorite instructor is Alex Toussaint, specifically the club bangers, Alex Toussaint 30 minute ride. I feel like he's hitting that up. He's participating in it live. He also prefers to grocery shop at Trader Joe's because they have the best flower selection because he's going to get someone to help him put some flowers together to bring home to you. I like that. Thank you. I said he definitely wears Ray-Ban aviators, loafers without socks, and he has an Equinox gym membership. Loafers without socks is so important. Like it's a gap. Like I had to mention that without the socks. Absolutely. You are correct. And he wears the aviators. Like it's just. Yeah. That's his luck. Fine as fuck. And he knows it. Yeah. He's not wearing no dupe. He's no name brand. Never, never shopped at Amazon in his life. <laughs> so too. Okay. So as you guys know, to close it out, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid at the bottom. You have your ultimate friends with benefits. Might be hooking up for a few times. Might be one and done. May or may not be telling your friends. And then you have meet the parent. He could be the one, could maybe not be the one. But you guys are having a steady relationship. And then you have white picket fence. So you have the red door, the two and a half kids, and the dog. You have live happily ever after. And at the top of the top, we have God tier, where just the best of the best reside. You just can't beat the God tier. So Sav, where are you putting Caspian? Oh, Caspian is God tier. No question. Yeah, easily, easily. Easily. He's not just God tier. He's in like the top 15% of God tier for me, I think. I can't. Okay, Christian Harper has maxed out on remains. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Who will be his re- oh, he'll be with Riot. Riot, Riot. He'll be with Riot. Who the fuck is Riot? From the ritual, him and Riot will be remains. They have to be. The Lords, the Brotherhood, they have to be. I personally am picturing him with like a Kinzo or who was the head guy from Den of Vipers? Not Diesel. Kenzo. It might be Ryder. Ryder. That's, yeah, Ryder. Yeah. I think that they'd be friends. Yeah. Yeah, you also know who else? Like, I feel like Caspian would really fit into the Ivy household. Remember when they read Ivy? Oh. I think Caspian would have been a good, a good character in Ivy. I think I put them at White Picket Fence, so they aren't in the God tier house fighting for rooms. Your God tier house is almost at max capacity. If Baby needed a place to stay, <laughs> I've been pickier. I have been pickier in the new year. And guess what's not in that fucking God to your house? Not a first responder inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. We don't fuck with that. (laughs) After Ignite, I just... (laughs) This is the thing. You can have a first responder book. Just have it be well written. That's all I asked for. Ooh, she is firing shots. I love it when you talk about Ignite. You get so bitchy. And you get bitchy so infrequently that it just brings me joy. Yeah, so that's all I have for Boyfriend Pyramid is God tier. So God tier. Okay, next week on the Spice Rack, for what might be the first time ever, Emily's reading actual true 
high fantasy. So we are going to read The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. If you can find it in stock, Godspeed. If not, download it on your Kindle. It is so fun so far. I haven't finished it. They also haven't fucked yet. So I don't think we're going to have like a crazy spice week going on next week, but it'll for sure be fun to talk about. Okay. Thank you guys. We hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.